Let us turn in our Bibles for the reading of the word. We just have a few minutes to the end of our service. We shall read from Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 4 from verse 20. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my saying, my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Ngero esura yakunuri nirabiri. Ntimwana wange sanga yo omoyo eriye bigambo byange. Tegango kutu eriyo kuogera kwange. Tebivanga mu masogo bikumirenga wakati mu mutima go. Kubange ebyo bwebulamu era eri abo ababiraba. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. I want us to share briefly this evening just around what we have read. Amen? And I will just call the subject my words are life and health to your bodies. Amen. So, the Bible is telling us here, my son, attend to my words. Incline thy ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For their life and health to all your bodies or your flesh. Amen. Amen. God is calling our attention to his word. He's telling us to be attentive. Because that word is what we need for us to live here on earth. That's the only thing that we need. Pay attention to that word. Incline your ear to that word. In other words, when that word is being preached, your ears should be inclined to it. When you are reading that word, you should read it with undivided attention. Amen? Amen. You know sometimes you pick and you read it maybe around your children. You are reading your Bible. A child is crying. Your attention is not. You will miss it all. Because this one is just life. The word of God is life to us. That's why God is calling our attention to that word. My son, my daughter, attend to my word. Incline thine ear to my saying. Let them never depart. Your eyes should always Keep them in the midst of your heart. Because they are life. And health. To all your flesh. Now we live here. 
just by the word of God. And that's why God is telling us to pay a lot of attention when you are reading that word, when you are reading your Bible, you rather isolate yourself so that your attention is not divided. You are supposed to ask God to reveal that word. When you come for fellowship, that's why our prophet told us that you should come about 30 minutes before fellowship starts. So that you get ample time to sit down and get in the mood or the spirit of worship. Because we come with a lot of, you know, mixed attentions and so forth. So we should have enough time to sit down and enter the spirit of worship. And when the word is preached, let your attention be on that word. Because that is your life. And the devil will do anything within his means to fight that. When you come for fellowship, he will take your mind to attend something different. Maybe you will take you back to your home. Or maybe you come troubled. Having issues there. You know, you come in the house of God. This is a hospital. We come to be healed by the Lord. We come to offload all our troubles. That's why Jesus said, come unto me all ye who labor the heaven and I will give you rest. So when we come here, we should fix our attention on the word of God. When the word is being preached, the devil will bring sleep to make sure that you miss that word. Because he knows that when you get that word, then you will never be defeated. There is a brother who saw a vision and it was in a fellowship. And he would see people dozing. Dozing, one by one. Then all of a sudden, he saw a short fellow. Just a dwarf. Just in a vision. That fellow would go to a brother or a sister and then blow him or her. And then that fellow would sleep. And then it would move again. Move to another, another one. Do the same thing. Brethren, the devil fights the word. Right from the Garden of Eden, he fights that word. But the only way we can overcome is to pay attention to that word. Now, in the natural, gadgets are operated by manuals. Maybe when you buy your phone, it comes with a manual book. It shows you if you want maybe to replace the battery, this is where you turn, you want to increase volume, this, you know. <clears throat> if you buy a car, it has a way how it is operated. They will tell you that after 3,000 kilometers, that car should be serviced. You should change the oil, you should On the dashboard, there are always, you know, indications. It shows you if the oil is not enough, a certain light will flicker. If the engine is not okay, something will show. 
But do you know that we also as human beings God has given us our manual which is the word of God. That's why the Bible says man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So that's why the, the Bible is telling us to pay attention to that word. Isaiah says, it says, look unto me and be saved. All ye nations. Because there is no any other God apart from me. Look unto me and be saved. Now, when God is telling us to look, He does not you know, tell us to look where do you see Him. But He's calling our attention to his word. Because the word is what he has given us to live by. He's calling our attention to that word. Look unto me all ye nations and be saved. Salvation is in the word of God. It is in paying all our attention to that word. What does the word say about the condition that you are in? When the children of Israel when they were moving from Egypt to the promised land the Bible says that when they sinned before the Lord God sent serpents and those serpents beat them along the way and very many lost their life until God told Moses get brass and make a serpent put it on the, on, on the pole so that whosoever will look at that he will be saved. And the Bible says when Moses made that sign whosoever would be beaten by a snake <coughs> and would come and just look at that <coughs> that person would be saved. He would be delivered. It was a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. That when the Lord Jesus Christ would be lifted up on the cross, whosoever will look unto him, that person would be delivered. That's why the Bible tells us as we have such a great cloud of witness let us run the race that is before us. Let us lay aside every weight and every sin that easily besets us and let us run the race that is before us looking unto Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith. And to look to Jesus is not just to memorize how Jesus was lifted up on the cross for you and me. But to look to him is to look to his word. Because Jesus Christ is the word. 
He said in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The word put on flesh and dwelt among us. So looking to Jesus is to look at his word with undivided attention with all faith in that word. The last time I shared here, we just shared about his unfailing words promises. Whereby the Lord Jesus Christ was saying that heavens and earth shall pass away. But my word will never fail. In other words, that word will never fail. That is the only hope that we have. As we walk, as we run this race that is before us, individually, you know that as individuals we all have a race to run. You are race is different from mine. Amen. Your trials are different from mine. But we individually as we run this race that is before us let us lay aside every weight and every sin. What is sin? Sin is unbelief. Just believe what God has told you to do. In any condition that you are in. Do you know that there is a word for that condition? Are you sick? There is a word for that condition. Are you heavy laden with cares? There is a word for that condition. Are you indebted? There is a word for that condition. God has given us all things that we need for life and godliness. So he's calling our attention to that word. Which condition are you in? Do you know that God expects us to leave that word to make it part and parcel of our lives? So that in any condition that comes your way, you have a way of coming out of it. By looking to him, the word. I can just give you an example. If you just wake me up, and you ask me, what is eight times nine? I'll just tell you seventy-two. Because right from childhood, when I was still young in class two, I was taught multiplication signs. And they emphasized it. Until it became path and <laughs> So that even if I come out of sleep and you ask me any multiplication at least from one to one I will just give you a ready answer. Do you know that God also expects us to take that word that way. Not just to cram it. But to make it part and personal our life. When it is being preached. Take it so seriously. When you are reading it. And you don't understand it. Ask God to reveal it to you. The Bible says, call unto me and I will show you great things that you have never known. In other words, this Bible, the word of God, has a lot of things. The message is so rich. It is the only thing that can save you and me. But God is waiting upon you and me to take it so seriously because it is life and health to your body. 
When you take it seriously, it will give you health. It will give you wealth. It will give you a closer walk to the Lord. The disciples walked with the Lord Jesus Christ. And one time Peter asked him, Lord, we have left everything to follow you. What will you give us? And the Lord told them, I'll give you a hundredfold here on earth. And on top of that, eternal life. Amen. When you take the word seriously, God will bless you. He will take you through this physical life. He will bless you through this physical life. He will give you wealth. He will sustain you. He will heal all your sicknesses. And on top of that, He will give you everlasting life. So that's why we should take it on a personal level. Do you know that there are so many people? I remember a preacher asked here, he said, let us read the book of Obadiah. Do you know that very many people don't know some books like the book of Nahum, Obadiah, Zephaniah, and yet God expects you to read his word from Genesis to Revelation to know at least scriptures because this is your life. <laughs> that is the only thing that will save you. Just like you'd be in any condition. And the devil has attacked you. But when you have that word. That is the only thing that will save you. So that word. Is life. And health to all our bodies. God is calling our attention to that word. How much value do you give the word? How much value do you give the message? Do you read message books? Do you read the, your Bible? Do you meditate upon it? No wonder we remain stunted because of not taking that word so seriously. Because of not paying much attention to that word. I remember when we were still young, we would sing that song, read your Bible, pray every day. Read your Bible, pray every day, pray every day. If you want to grow, do you want to grow spiritually? Read your Bible, pray every day. Read your message. Pray every day. Seek the face of God. Do whatever the word tells you to do. That is the only way you'll be prosperous. That is the only way you'll overcome. Brother Branham talks about this Samaritan woman. And he says, as they were exchanging with the Lord Jesus Christ, when he met her at the well, and then, you know, asked her woman, give me a drink. And she told him, but we have no dealings. You are a Jew, I'm a Samaritan. And you know, Jews and Samaritans, we don't have dealings. And the Lord told her, if you knew the gift of life, and the one who is asking you for a drink, you'd ask him and would give you living water. And then she said, where can you get it from? Seeing you don't have anything to draw with, and the well is deep. 
And the Lord told her, Whosoever will drink of this water, he will thirst again. But whosoever will drink of the water that I will give, he will never thirst again. And she said, give me of that water so that I don't thirst again. And the Lord told her, go and call your husband. And she said, I have none. And he said, truly you have said the truth. You have had five men in your life. And even the one you have right now is not your husband. And there and then, he said, you might be a prophet. Because we know that when the Messiah will come, he will tell us all these things. And the Lord told her, I am the one. And from that moment, she dropped her pot and ran telling him to tell people in the city of Samaria, come and see a man who has told me all things about my life. Isn't he the one? There and then she received her salvation. Amen. And the prophet says, she got that salvation just from the word. Maybe the mother, her good mother taught her. Maybe she used to tell her, my daughter, one time, the Messiah will come. He will be a prophet. He will know people's hearts. And she kept that word. And time came when, when the word came putting on flesh and then they, they encountered the heart and a sharing. She remembered that one. Because she paid attention to her mother's sayings. That word ended up saving her. When the word appeared in place. So how much do you treasure the word? That word is your everything. Do you leave it? Do you put it in action? When the word is preached and you get pricked at your heart, what do you do after that? Do you know that that word is your life and your everything? It is your health. It is the one that will give eternal life. It is the one that will give you fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It is the one that will take you to heaven. Somewhere the prophet calls it a map that will lead you right from the Quran up to heaven. He talks about another young boy who was found in the field by a certain old man and he, was, he had lifted up his hands and he was you know, kind of reciting the alphabet. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, with his hands lifted up. And the old man asked him, My son, what are you doing? And the boy told him, You see, I'm troubled. And I'm trying to pray to God. And I don't know how to pray. But my mother, before she died, she told me, whenever you are confronted with problems, with issues, just pray. Just like we are going to pray together. She used to pray with him. She taught him how to pray. And when the mother departed, when this boy was confronted with problems, he remembered the mother's words. And he went in the field. 
and lifted up his hands and said because he didn't know how to pray he was just reciting the alphabet and when this old man asked him he told him that story I don't know how to pray but our teacher taught us that all the words are just formulated by the alphabet. So I'm also mentioning the alphabet. God will sort out my, my words and put them together and he will answer my prayer. And the prophet said, look at the teaching of the mother. And he said, indeed, God will put those words together. Because we don't know how to pray. It is the Spirit of God that helps us. Praise Abba, Abba. And puts things together. And then God hears our prayers. Amen. The boy put all his attention on what the mother called. How much attention you attach to the word of God. Do you live it? Do you walk in it? Are you so serious when it is being preached? Do you realize that it's part and parcel of your life? God has sent us Elijah the prophet in this age that we are in with one sole purpose of taking our hearts with the children back to the faith of our Pentecostal fathers. Back to the Bible. He has sent Malachi 4.5 to reveal this Bible to us. To unveil it. To make it real. And God has been so gracious to you and me. To open our understanding. To the message of our day. Do you know. That this is your lifeline. That very lifeline to take you to heaven. The moment you do not stick properly to that <laughs> lifeline and it breaks, you're gone. The entire purpose of your salvation is lost. How much do you treasure the message of the hour? Brethren, we are so privileged. God has blessed us so much. He has given us a wonderful ministry. He sends fivefold ministries. We are soon starting, you know, we are in the mood of the weekend challenge. But the challenge is what has it done in your life? What has the word done in your life? Do you know that God expects you to grow every day? Do you know that God expects baptisms upon baptisms of the Holy Ghost? Because he sends his fivefold ministry. The true word of God is preached here on the pulpit. Every moment you come for fellowship, it checks you. It shows you how you're supposed to live. It corrects you. So brethren, we have no excuse. God has given us everything that we need for life But how do you treasure that word? Hear what the prophet is saying in this message of the conflict. He says, in Eden, God knew his enemy and all the attacks of his enemy. Now God is the infinite God. And the infinite God is the perfection of the perfections. He knew all things before there ever was. Because he's that infinite God. 
He seen the end from the beginning. And he knew that he would have children on this earth. His own blessed children. Don't you believe that he would provide for them the best that he could provide? Congregation says, Amen. Would not you tonight to your children that was helpless little fellows who can take care of themselves don't you struggle and work and do everything that you can to provide the best that you can or that you are able to provide for these children because you are a father and parenthood originated in God because he was the first parent. Don't you think that God seeing what Satan would be what Satan would do he gave to his children and provided for them the best thing that would be provided for them knowing what the enemy's attack would be. God fortified his children. See? God, being an infinite God, knowing the end from the beginning, knowing how the devil would fight his children, he gave his children the best thing. He fortified them. And the prophet is telling us God is the author of parenthood. And he says, You, as a parent, you would do whatever it takes to protect your children. And God, being the author of parenthood, he had also. He had to get the best thing to protect his children. And he says, he fortified them. God knew the great warfare that was coming on between right and wrong. And he knew what the enemy was going to do. He knowed his exactly how to, he knew how to equip his people. Him being infinite. He knowed what it took to defeat Satan anytime, any place, anywhere, on any conditions. Now he wouldn't say, I will give them something here and then a few years later, I may study out something better. But God gave them the best. Amen? Amen. God, at the beginning, he gave, he gave his children that atomic weapon because he's the infinite God. Now seeing there was going to be a conflict and there was going to be a battle. God equipped his children with the right kind of ammunition. Right kind of an attack. The right kind of everything that they had need of that would sweep them all the way from Eden to the rapture. What is it? The word. The word. That's what defeats Satan. It is the word. It will defeat him anywhere, any place. Now, why do we look for something else? Amen? Amen. God Katonda. gave us the best. We as his children, he equipped us with the word. And that word is he himself. In other words, God Katonda gave himself to you for protection. And can you imagine God protecting you 
Now what can the devil do? When you are surrounded by the world. When you are surrounded, surrounded by God himself. That's why the prophet says. Somewhere he says. Eh? He says put that word. Between you. And your enemy. And make sure you are behind that word. The devil will keep away. Believe that word. Leave that word. Which condition are you in? In fact, if I was to be in the condition that I'm feeling, I would not even be standing here to preach to you. Because I feel, you know, right from yesterday, so weak, flu, headache, weak. <laughs> but what does the word say? Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. He's the Lord God who heals all our diseases. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are already healed. Do you know that before the sickness comes to your way, God had already prepared for that. 2,000 years ago, he paid it all. Because by his stripes, we were healed. So before a sickness comes to you, just like how I'm feeling, God had already put a provision. So I'm just banking on that. What does his word say about my condition? Are you sick? Call the elders of the church. Let them anoint you with oil. Let them lay their hands on you. You'll be healed. There is a provision for every condition. That word is life and health to all our bodies. But we have to practice it. We have to make it part and parcel. No wonder the devil attacked that word in the garden of Eden. And he will continue fighting that word. He will fight that word. He will demoralize you. But God expects you to always look to that word. David said, I have kept thy words before me so that I may not sin against you. I have kept thy words before me. Incline thine ear his words. Remember the scripture we read? Pay attention. Attend to my words. Incline the ear to my saying. Let them not depart from your eyes. And David is telling us, I have kept thy words before me so that they may not sin against you. What is sin? It is unbelief. In other words, whenever the devil attacks me, that word is before me. I will look at that word. When the devil attacked Joseph, through that woman, the wife of Potiphar. And she came, you know. Do you know that scene is very appealing? I believe that woman was very beautiful. I believe she was a young woman. And she enticed Joseph. But because Joseph had kept that word before him, Quickly he weighed. Even if the devil was telling her, telling him, if you commit that sin, now you are just a servant here. You'll, be, you'll get favor. You'll be okay. After all, this one will be your wife. But he said within his heart, no, never, never, never. My God, 
first. How many people would fall with such a temptation? The devil flashes nice things before us. Our prophet told us sin is very appealing. It is not ugly at all. But have you kept that one before you? Just like Joseph. Look at Joseph. When he stood with the word, I will never sin before my God. Though the devil went on, put him in prison, suffered for a while. But look at what happened. After that he was elevated to the second position in the country. A whole prime minister. He became so wealthy. God gave him the woman of his choice. Asinas, a beautiful woman. God's favor. Brethren, let us always take that word so seriously. That's the only thing that will save you. Taking the word of God. It is life and health to our lives. It's a map from heaven. Right, right from the earth up to heaven. David spoke these words in Psalms 1. He said, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the walk of the ungodly. No stand in the way of sinners. No sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is always in the word of God. And in it he meditates day and night. He said that man shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Whose leaves are evergreen. And it gives its fruits in due season. Blessed is that man who is not yoked with unbelievers. Does not sit in the seat of the scornful, does not stand in the wolf sinners. But his delight is in the law, in the word of God. And in it he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. A tree in the Bible types persons or human beings. And river types, water types, the Holy Ghost. So that person who takes that word of God and he pays attention to it and he's always inclined to it and he always meditates upon it. He'll always be close to God. He will always be surrounded by the Holy Spirit. That person will be surrounded by the, by the water, which is the Holy Ghost. Even if there is a drought, this tea will produce wonderful leaves. It will give its fruits in due season. However hard the situation is, that person will, have, will be producing fruits. The leaves will be evergreen. He will, will, will be... He will be a man or a woman of testimony. However hard the situation is, even in COVID conditions, even in lockdown, that person will have testimonies upon testimonies. However the drought, however much the drought is, because that person delights in the law. He meditates in it. He loves it. He walks in it. He has made it part and part of his life. He will always be surrounded with testimonies. Our prophet said, Do you want to see God? Do you want to see the accompaniment of angels? Do you want to see the pillar of fire always on your side? He said, Meditate upon his word. 
You housewife. When all the children have gone to school. Sing wonderful melodies. About him. Pick your Bible. Read. Meditate upon his word. Ask him to reveal it to you. Always keep him around you. Him being the word. Keep yourself near the world. Be a man or woman of prayer. Always read your Bible. Be in the message. Seek the Lord. Draw near to him. Draw near to me. I will also draw near to you. He's looking for men and women. Brothers and sisters. Who have surrendered their lives to him. Who are ready to walk in his word. Who are ready to pay attention to that word. Who are ready to believe that word. Brethren, that is the only thing that will save you and me. The word. Time is first spent. Just let me read just one quote very quickly. And then we close. He says, a few moments ago, I mentioned that John understood what it was to love God. That great apostle of love. He would certainly see it when the church began to lose that first love of God. In 1 John 5.3 he says, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments his word one literal deviation from that word was a step away from Christ People say they love God. They go to church. They even shout and rejoice and sing and have a great emotional time. But when it is all over, watch and see if they are in that word. Walking in it, living in it, if they go through all the other and they don't walk in that word, they can say they love God but their lives tell another story. I wonder if John didn't see a lot of that before he died. People saying they loved God but not obeying his word. Oh, Ephesian church. Something is happening to you. Oh, speckled bird. Check yourself as an individual. Something is happening to you. Do you still read your Bible as you used to read it? Do you still love to read those message books? Do you still get time to go and seek God? You may come here and shout and sing and sing specials and do all those things. But the prophet is telling us, let us watch your life after that. What relationship do you have? With your God. And you know that that God is the word. That God has loved you and has given us he has given you that precious gift of, of the message. It's the only thing that will save you. Just as we sing in that song, give me that old time religion. It will save you when you are dying. It will stop you from your life. It will take you to heaven. It was good for Paul and Silas. That is the only hope that we have. Jesus told his disciples, if you keep in my word, you will be my disciples indeed. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. In other words, if you keep 
cherishing that word. Doing whatever it tells you to do. Living that word. You'll be my disciples. Indeed. You will know the truth. And the truth will.